Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I know it is possible. Because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or an event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast. If you're listening to the podcast or hello if you're watching this video on YouTube and welcome tonight. I know, if you're watching the video, I know I'm not looking so glamorous because it's like 11 o'clock at night time right now, but what I'm about to share is something that really has been, uh, one, is so fresh in my mind because I just came out of a session with a client earlier today and, uh, and I feel like not just... I mean, it's fresh tonight and it came stronger after today's session, but also it's a very common topic that has been coming for the last at least two, three months since I've been, um, go, I've been going, when I've been working with clients, I've been going deeper when I've been working with them with some specific tools that I'll tell you about, um, in a little bit. So if you are highly sensitive, if you are, if you consider yourself as an empath, if you're someone who really feels your, not just your emotions at a deeper level, but also somebody else's, this podcast episode or this video is for you, basically. So if you are a highly sensitive person who really speaking up, again, not just emotion, your emotions, but there's something stronger that tells you, you know what, this doesn't really feel like mine. It feels like somebody else's. Maybe you know who it belongs to, but maybe not. But it feels like it is, it is like an emotional trauma that you are carrying along with you on top of your own quote-unquote baggage now let me just clarify I don't want to be negative when I say emotional baggage it's just for me it will be a picture uh, to better explain it I not always think of it as being such a like oh my god what a burden what a backpack of negative things right but sometimes because it's the common thing that people are seeing how they're taught I'm going to use a little bit of that language and then change it around and reframe it just like when I share my story with cancer right I know that the, the talk out there in the streets is like cancer is a negative thing. It's a nasty thing that you fight it. You have to kill it. You have to get rid of it. Yes. In reality, nobody wants that. In reality, everybody wants to be healthy and free of it, not have to deal with it at all, like mentally, physically, emotionally, right? And me too. But the way I talk about it, at least for myself, I want to twist it a little bit into the negative side because I always consider that having that positive um outlook and way of seeing it it helps me and my body heal right so if you if this is something new for you that you maybe haven't listened to my story before don't know much about what I'm telling you with the cancer story you can go back and listen to previous podcast episodes if you're watching the video go to my podcast that'll be easier because the video probably is all mixed but here we go. So again, this is going to resonate more with you if you are a highly uh, sensitive person and you feel like you are not just dealing with your own um, 
uh, emotional trauma, emotional distress, but also you're carrying on somebody else's and not just that, but sometimes that feels a lot more painful, right? And it's like, hmm, what is going on? And I'll tell you how to fix it. What is one of the best ways to fix it? So stay tuned until the end. All right. So again, if you don't know, or you have a feeling, but you're kind of like, I'm not so sure if if this is really me. Well, a highly sensitive person or or an empath is someone who feels very deeply your emotions, right? You're very like connected to your emotions, how you're feeling. And sometimes it can resonate at a physical level. Like physically, you might feel tension, some headache, some dizziness. Sometimes you, you, you do feel it. When I say feel it, it's not just like as in uh, an emotion, but it feels physical too heaviness sometimes that's what it is or being tired fatigued but it's not just that and it can also be about you carrying along or feeling somebody else's uh, distress right somebody else's like I was mentioning baggage things that they've been carrying along as well now someone who is an empath or highly sensitive sometimes it is um, I feel like there's there are two maybe maybe there's more I don't know I haven't studied that deeply into that but maybe like two different levels, one that is more like mild or surface level in which let's say the common example, right? You get into a room, there's a bunch of people. Sometimes you can pick up people's energy, how they're feeling, how they're being, how they're doing, even without having a conversation with it. You don't even know who they are and you're picking up the vibe of the room as a collective or individually, right? I had a few people who they told me they never met the some of the people in in this public place and they already felt um like a, like again a physical symptom which was like heaviness on their shoulder grieving uh I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say much but maybe some of these clients they had a little bit of psychic abilities as well and that's very common because psychics or mediums they can also pick up on on energy of a spirit right so <clears throat> so that that's really what is in a nutshell what is a highly sensitive person or an empath and that includes people in in other realms of connecting with spirit but also i feel like the other level then the the deeper level is when they are able to feel all of that but a little bit more, a little bit more heavier, a little bit more deeper. Um, and because I've heard stories when people, and I felt that too, when I felt mm, somebody doesn't vibe with me, like I don't feel comfortable with them in their presence or them coming to my place. I'm very guarded in that sense. Um, and uh, so that's one way that I will consider surface level, but the deeper one is in which it kind of stays with you. And for some reason, your body, your mind, your soul is picking that up and and keeping it. And to some people, it even feels like it is your burden. It is your uh, your pain. It is your your suffering. And and here's the thing that is tricky: not a lot of people are aware of it. So not a lot of people can discern and say, "Oh, this is not mine." Because if you were able to, you could we it would be safe to say you could get rid of it or not take on, right? That responsibility, that assignment of picking up somebody else's package. So for most people, they're not aware of it. It's not a conscious thing that we do. 
our responsibility, even if we are healers, we don't, you know, say, hey, I, I want to pick up somebody's, you know, drama or trauma, right? And so, but that is also a sign if you're able to, to somehow you have that ability, which I do think is a gift in a sense, if you know how to use it, if you know how to heal it and use it is to, if you, if you're able to pick up someone else's trauma, emotional trauma, uh, that is really a sign there is something about you to explore. And I will even say that it's a gift for you to explore. But again, in order to turn it into a gift, at the beginning, it's not a gift. Just like my story with um, cancer or in general, any chronic disease, any wake up call like that, at the beginning, hell no, it is not a gift. At the beginning, it is nothing nice. It's nasty, right? It's something uncomfortable, something you don't want to deal with, something you don't even know what it is at the beginning, especially when it's something not that is not diagnosed or is not uh, in a physical form. So people will pick up people's emotions and they will think that they are their own. And so they go about without knowing that they're carrying multiple emotional baggages, right? Pack, backpacks. And then, and because it multiplies or it kind of piles up on top of each other, almost like when you go to the airport and you see this huge uh, carts when you, they're transferring luggage to the plane, right? Like there's baggage after, like on top of baggage, on top of ba baggage, right? So it would be, there's something about, I don't know, this person in particular could be you, but in general, this highly sensitive person that they're able to pick up so many of them that yours probably or that person is probably at the very bottom and then it keeps being um uh there's more baggages from other people being uh, put on top so the weight it feels even heavier and what what does that make you feel it makes you feel oh my gosh i'm such a like again this is not a conscious process but i'm because i'm speaking more about the subconscious it makes a person go about life being a victim, being the one who suffers, being the one that everything goes wrong or not everything, but most, most things are on a negative side, right? So I feel like it is important to recognize that because <clears throat> you go about life suffering, you go about life thinking oh my gosh, I guess uh, this is just my luck, right? Like there's no way out and what am I going to do, right? But it's important because I don't think and I don't believe people come into this life to suffer or that we have to suffer um, if there is levels of suffering, just like as if you go to the hospital and they tell you from one to 10, how sick are you? How painful is it? And all that. And you say seven, you say two, you say 10. I don't feel like we come into this life with that kind of a grading scale of suffering. Like, oh, like, or God or the universe, whoever, whoever says, well, she's going to have to go through a seven level of suffering if she wants to, you know, like finally achieve I don't know, freedom, peace, love, heaven, whatever, right? <clears throat> and then somebody else will be a number two or number three. Because as you can see, and if you look around you, let's be honest, you will see that there are so many different people with different stories, different outcomes, outcomes in life, different, different approaches that they've had in life, right? So I feel that if someone, 
and even i don't know if there is a study but even let's say there's a brother a sister or twins right you or even if you have a sibling you know you don't need to have to have a twin but if you have a sibling maybe take a minute and see how different your lives were and not comparing in a in a negative way but looking at if if who had more challenges or who had it a little bit quote-unquote easier and really it's all about our perception about life and how we decide how we choose to to make the decisions that are going to to bring an impact in our lives right so again it's not so much about it is our fate to suffer but I do believe that there is a gift behind it in in being um, being able to perceive someone else's emotional um, trauma. But here's how we can change it, okay? Because when you are aware of it, then you can actually realize, oh my God, there is actually a quote unquote reason why i am um, i am here to uh to go through this or there is a reason why this particular let's say trauma was put on that little luggage was put on on top of yours on top of your own because we all go through different types of trauma from mild to you know like more aggressive uh we won't get into those details but we all go through different types of trauma and here's the thing in reality, the trauma sometimes is not even a real, if you were to take it out of the dictionary, kind of trauma, but it's all up to the mind, how it perceives that particular experience. An example is if, if let's say, okay, so let's say there's a brother, two brothers, right, or two sisters, and then their mom forgot to pick them up from school, right? Maybe one brother will think, oh my gosh, she completely forgot about us. She completely forgot. She doesn't love us. We And this is, let's say, at an age, you know, below seven, below five. They were kids, babies or daycare, whatever they were being picked up from. And one of them will think, oh my gosh, she completely forgot about us or forgot about me. Um, I'm not uh, good enough. This is underlying thoughts and beliefs, okay? It's not like really what they're thinking but this is what happens in the mind and the other kid might think not even think anything about it might might just be you know okay playing around or think oh like i can't wait for mom to come to pick us up because she's gonna give us treats right so two different perceptions about the same um experience so to some people they is their perception of what they make it believe to be of that that particular um, emotional baggage okay and now when I say this maybe to to um, uh, so that you can understand better one of the things is how to fix it how to um, not maybe completely get rid of it which you can but how to understand it better is because you need to get to the root cause you need to get to the root cause of why you are feeling somebody else's trauma right there is a reason there is a reason and i do feel that um meaning how you picked up that that emotional baggage it could be really highly connected to maybe a similar trauma that has happened to you 
So it resembles, it is a mirror image. It is a replica of something similar that happened to you or the feeling was similar that happened to you. And because it, it looks and it feels so familiar, so you unknowingly, you took it as your own. Because that is, here's the thing about the mind, which is so amazing, is it will always prefer, it will attract what is familiar and it will repel what is not familiar at all. And I think I might have talked about this in a, in a previous episode about the rule, some rules of the mind, that it will always choose and prefer the familiar and repel what is not familiar, which probably you already know as what we call that uh, if you are uncomfortable about something, you don't want to do it, right? But yet you will always want to retract and be in your comfort zone because your mind knows that that's how you are safe. It always wants to keep you safe. So, and I also told you, well, let's switch the roles. Let's make the familiar basically the opposite, right? Which I go back to another episode. I can't remember which one I'll probably I'll put in the show notes. And, um, so that, that experience of someone else's, especially if you have if you do know them, it will become so familiar to you or to your mind that it will be like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, this is just something that we went through three decades ago. Come on, come on over, get on board. And so you do, you do not know, but it's another little weight put on top of your own, all right? And the thing is, um, because it is, uh, it is a personal experience and it looks so familiar to you. And if you're highly sensitive, many highly sensitive people are healers as well. And it makes you really feel and believe that it's something that you have to heal, not just for you, but also for other people. And here's the thing about how to fix it. And I just told you about the reason why we want to fix it, because we need to understand why, right? Because we want to know what is the root cause. What is that traumatic event? What is the root cause of that that is creating some sort of belief that now it feels so painful to you? It could be, you know, like the one thing that is also common among women is violence, uh, post-traumatic um disorder for many people it could come from different ways but at the end the the emotional feeling is the same or even the physical right with the anxiety with the overwhelm with the the palpitations and all of that and uh and so some people they feel a lot more if it is from somebody else and and then they want to fix it for them and one way to find out what is the root cause and what is creating this this particular um trauma because when we talk about emotional trauma it is it could be really associated which it makes sort of sense to specific events or details about events that happened in the past but really what stays behind is the belief that's what stays in our mind because i know many people many women who have suffered from uh, sexual abuse through different ways from different people, even family members, people who have, they have known for a long time, even one of them, even her own, her own partner who abused of her. She, and a lot of these people, they have healed, they are okay with it, but the mental aspect of it, the, the, the message, the, belief around it it's still stained and it kind of changed around in 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 it's almost like mutated into other versions of similar beliefs 
And so you can always heal. But as I always say, when you come to the subconscious mind, you can always go deep, deep layer under layer under layer to go deeper into uh, what I called and I talked about it in a video as well, compound a compounded effect about emotional trauma being piled up. Okay. Now, how do you heal from it? With hypnotherapy. That's the one thing that I've been using and, and what I've been, uh, has been allowing me to see what has come for my clients in the last sessions, what I mentioned at the beginning in the sessions that I had today in my own session in different people when they have come to me and they come sometimes with some, you know, re- like more surface level, um, symptom they want to get over or cure, uh, something that they, they don't think, uh, they know that there is something underneath, but they don't know how deep it can go or how, how uh, traumatic it was to start with. And let's say, I'm going to give you an example. One thing that happened to me, I'll, I can tell you or give you details about my own experience, which I think I might have shared at some point before, is um, it has happened now many times that in the sessions when I'm in a hypnotic state and I'm revisiting those images that I mentioned to you at the beginning, that's what we do in hypnosis. We go back in time to past events in which um, maybe I, I will actually do a video about what hypnosis is about, but basically we go back in time, we do a regression about three events, maybe four that have all to do is bringing out the root cause that have to do with that particular negative belief that we want to change, right? Because we want to understand, we want to see what it is coming from, what happened at the time, who, when, how it got, uh, it became quote unquote real. And so that the mind picked it up and believed it as being real. And therefore, because a lot of these could be negative uh, beliefs or negative situations, then it created this belief of, oh my gosh, if I'm the mind, oh my gosh, I need to keep her safe. So I'm going to make her believe this so that she's not getting out of her comfort zone, so that she's not getting out of her shell, so that she's not opening up her her mind, her heart, her voice. She has a guard so that she, because I don't want her to get hurt. I don't want her to fall out of love or I don't want anybody to cause her pain. So I'm just going to make her believe this, this, this and that right? And therefore that will translate into feeling not good enough, feeling different, feeling like things are not available to me and so on. Now, when we do know the root cause, like I always tell you guys, as, as I tell you all these things also when I come from that cancer story, as much as painful it could be, knowing the cause, knowing what is happening, it can be so enlightening as, as well because it really allows you to understand um, what is what is happening and how to move forward, how to fix it. So we are not going around in that loop for years and decades, right? So, <clears throat> so that's why we use hypnosis. We go back in time and bring those... Uh, memories from that memory bank that is in your subconscious mind, because really in hypnosis is working around the sub- with the subconscious, and what the subconscious is is about ninety to ninety five percent of uh, which is so powerful, knowing that we don't are we if we're working in our consciousness, we only have access like five to ten percent, 
that's it. The 90 plus percent we have no control of, we have um, no way of, of using that potential unless we are committed to doing it and going in and going deeper in and then doing a reframe and a transformation and reprogramming your mind. And there's so many ways like NLP, there's hypnosis, there is, um, you know, like listening to recordings and so on. So we go back and, and get into that memory bank, which is about 90 to 95% of all of your, all of the memories that, that are stored in there that you probably don't even remember, but everything it is stored there. Good and, and the challenging ones, right? And those are the, your core beliefs that was formed from the time you were born until the time you were five to seven, five or seven years old, maybe 10 sometimes. Um, those core beliefs that were formed, all of them are in there. Again, not feeling good enough, feeling that you can do anything, feeling like life sucks, that you have to sacrifice yourself to get anything or feeling that life is beautiful and everybody is so wonderful and you should trust yourself and trust other people. So everything is in there. But most likely the neg- the, the positives, uh, because we don't focus for some reason, as human beings, we focus in what is challenging because we want to change those things or we we feel like um, there's something for us to do, right? It's part of evolution, really. And so most of, the, most of those beliefs are a little challenging or negative. So that's why it's it takes the practice and it takes the effort and commitment to do that because if it was easy, we would have done it already without even help, right? So... In my case, when I was in a hypnotic state and I went back um, in various occasions to some events and dealing with different problems, um, many times for me, what came up, it was a memory. It was a vivid time. And some it's like half and half. Sometimes it was very clear that it was me in that scene. Other times it wasn't. It was just a blob or it was like a dark place and I could just hear and sometimes I couldn't even see or hear any, sorry, I couldn't even, yeah, I couldn't see, hear, but I could feel. And what it was, it wasn't, it really didn't feel, <laughs> it didn't really feel, um, oh, that's my kitty. Okay. It didn't really feel that it was mine, but it was my mom's and it was my grandma's. And so it was quite interesting that uh, in that moment in that moment of being in that trans hypnotic state very relaxed very relaxed and suggestible state I could feel I will say safe and okay because I knew that it wasn't mine but at the same time it was a little bit like wait a minute why am I feeling my mom's feelings in that moment and of course this had to do with for me it was beliefs um I forget there were quite a few different ones which were exactly the same beliefs that I'm sure because some of these are obvious for some people some of the beliefs that I'm sure she has she had dealt with or meaning that she had carried along with basically right some 
her own baggage that she has carried. It doesn't mean that if I'm carrying hers that she doesn't have any issues with it. No, I mean, it still is because it causes her to be in a certain way and react in a certain way, which also affects her way of being or interacting in her relationships with people. And in this case, in her relationships with me. So if, if again, I know it kind of sounds all of this very deep or intense, but just hear me out and you can listen to this again. And by the way, share this in social media, on Instagram, uh, tag me at Wendy for Wellness because I feel like this is a very hot topic that people need to be more aware of because not everybody understands sometimes why am I feeling like shit when everything is amazing in my life? Well, sometimes you're amazing and everything is great, but you're also feeling like crap because you're having someone else's baggage. You're carrying someone else's burden sometimes. And it's it's not easy to understand, right? So feel free to share. You can also, you know, uh, share in social media, tell a friend about it. Because I do feel that um, we need to bring more awareness on this. So... If you or you or somebody who you know is feeling like it's carrying someone else's shit, basically that's really what it is. It doesn't mean that you're taking everything from them. They are also feeling it. But if you do have a relationship with that person, that's the the two is a compounded effect and carrying on the same issue for so many years and having this relationship that's why maybe there could be some sort of obstruction blockage some sort of miscommunication misunderstanding confusion arguments between those two people because one there is something deeper that could be something you know something else something more than just that but there is something that is keeping them unknowingly together with that negative um, effect of that emotional trauma. And it's very likely that happens to your close family members, such as parents or kids, right? If you have kids and they're old enough to go through this, right? To discover this and or parents or your siblings sometimes. And so, so that's what has happened to me. And that's what has happened with some of the women who have been helping and, um, and it is so interesting. Sorry, you guys, my cat wants to leave. No, mama, come here. And it's so interesting because if it, it really feels so true to them, so alive in that was part of their life that they felt, oh my gosh, I just, for some of them that were aware of it, that they had to, um, they have to heal it. They had to solve it. And once they, and here's the thing, guys, once you understand this and where this is coming from, it can set you free because you know that it's not, you will understand. And if I'm doing the session with you, I will guide you. I will give you that supportive, sacred space, super safe space to guide you so that you understand that really it is not for you to heal. It's not for you to deal with, but you can also help that other person how to do that at the same time. So both of you guys, because as I'm helping you with your own distress or things that you, <clears throat> you want to, um, 
let's say if you come to me and say, Wendy, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay, we're working on losing weight. Many times there's underlying um, root causes that are going to come up. So, and most of them have to do to deal with really deep, deep shit, right? That many times deals with somebody else's that is, if this is you, this is your experience that is dealing with somebody else's issue as well. So, so you, you, get out with that confidence and that your reassurance that there is nothing for you to do to to solve their problems to heal their problems unless you're a coach and you feel like you have to do it all which I completely understand that but we can work around in how to do it in a way that is not uh, taxing your energy it's not taking away anything from you and in fact it's giving you a lot more back because you will be able to manage and know how to deal with it and not keep it as your own and then not only that but then also going forward you're able to actually protect yourself when you in the future come with other people and like we were saying at the beginning of the show when you get into a room and you can pick up people's energy <clears throat> you'll be able, because again, if you're picking up their quote-unquote negative energy, because maybe there is a relating energy that is very similar to something that you're going through or you have gone through. So once you heal your own, you'll be able to block away, even without thinking, without even being aware of it, you'll be able, because you heal yourself, you'll be able to block off and not attract like a magnet those other energies that are out there. Okay, those other traumas, those other feelings. So it's it's a very healing way of protecting yourself as well. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys because I feel this is a topic again that is is becoming a lot more common because especially since last year, there's a lot more awareness and a lot of spiritual work being done and a lot of um, uh, curiosity and interest from people in finding out how can I be better, how can I prepare myself, how can I. Um, be a better person, you know, not just for myself, but for other people. How can I help my family and friends? And it's so funny and interesting at the same time, because I've been seeing now a lot more awareness for sure, but people who are uh, becoming aware of their gifts and they're able to share them out to the world. And a lot of them, they just never knew they had them. Or they had an idea, but they were not open to see it as a possibility. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys so that you can understand. I'm just kind of looking over. Um, I just want you to understand that no matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's hypnosis or any other healing modality, that you're always safe. That there's nothing for you. Basically, that all you can do is always take care of yourself and heal yourself so that you can be a better person for other people. There's nothing for you to carry that does not belong to you. Really, I want you to to know and acknowledge that. And then also wanted to make you an offer since I'm talking a lot about this and I had a few questions as well. And if you're curious about learning more about this, how to work together in a coaching session with hypnosis included. And I have, <coughs> excuse me, I have different services I have the one that is only a one month service and and that's a more intense because not only you'll have like a one session um rtt hypnotic section but then you also have so it's four weeks so one month about depending on the month right and then you also have a phone call each week in which I'll be following through. And we, for an hour, we'll be going over with things that have been coming up for you. So it's a very intense, deep, deep work. 
um, along with a recording and so on. And so I'll have some information down below somewhere so you can find out more. And so there is that option. Then there's also another that is not as intense and deep, but also is another option in which you can get to experience the healing modality of using hypnosis so that you get to go deeper, discover what it is that needs to come out forward and be healed. So that again, not only you are helping yourself and healing yourself, but you're able to do the same for other people and also protecting yourself if you're, if you're highly sensitive, sensitive person. And so all of this, you'll find out, um, I'll have a link somewhere down below, but the most fastest way, which I actually, that's how people get the fastest result that way as well, is when you do take action right now and, and send me a DM in Instagram at Wendy for Wellness or send me an email at Wendy, sorry, not Wendy, wellness at wendyrosenthal.com. And I say that because right away you send me a message, DM me through Instagram at Wendy for Wellness or at wellness at wendyrosenthal.com. Right away, I'm gonna reply back and we're already connected. And uh, yeah, and so that I can tell you a lot more about this, no string attached. We can have a, a quick phone call, get together, chat and greet, like a little tea or coffee if it's in the morning, we get to talk and really, so I get to know more about where you're coming from and what it is that you want to go over with me, all right? Or even just if we're not a perfect match, which is fine, I can guide you and give you some guidelines and that still is going to be helpful to you. So lots of love and happiness. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope this was very helpful. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. And also thank you for sharing this because I really do believe that the more we share this kind of information, we're not just one, we're being selfless and practicing more gratitude and abundance because the more, because you don't want to hoard things, right? You don't want to just keep it to yourself. You want to share it to other people because you know that it's going to change people's lives, people's lives. So thank you so much for that. Again, let me know what you think or give me some ideas of other topics that you want to hear from me and send me a dm at instagram on instagram at wendy for wellness or once again my email wellness at wendy rosenthal.com wendy w-e-n-d-y rosenthal r-o-s-e-n-t-h-a-l